Welcome, you guys, to our second episode in Save and Smash. It is me, Brianna, and my girl, Khadija. Hey, y'all. Hey. So grab your notebooks, pens, journals, Bibles. We are going to be talking about abiding in the presence of God. I hope that y'all enjoy. So let's dive in. First and foremost, um, abiding. There are so many different definitions and abiding is used in different ways throughout the Bible. Um, It's just beautiful, though, that every one of the definitions summed up is to just remain to in some in so many words to just trust to just be still um to be set in place and it's something that we should do continually it's something that i believe that jesus really resembled when he was here on the earth he continuously abided in the father in many ways i remember in the word where it says jesus said you know i only do what i see my father do and for him to see the father means that he's abiding where the father is and i believe that that should be our goal um it kind of yeah it kind of goes back to last week i believe um i believe we brought up seeking the face of God. And we know many times in the Bible, it's, he, he says explicit, explicitly, like, seek my face, seek my face. And when we abide, that's a part of that as well. You are abiding in his presence. In his presence, there's his face. There's his nature. There's his character. There's an ex- exposure of himself. There's a revelation that you receive that he begins to reveal things to you that someone who is not abiding or someone who is not seeking won't receive. And it's, it's just beautiful because he's the reward. We abide because we know that great is our reward and our reward is him. Our reward is his peace, his love, his gentleness, his kindness, his mercy, his protection, his healing, his faithfulness. We all know uh, the very popular psalm right now, Psalms 91, you know, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty and the importance of abiding, especially in the midst of circumstances that we are in, you know, those um, uncomfortable, uh, unpredictable, we don't know, like, we honestly don't know how the next couple of months are going to look. And the best thing for us to do, especially as children of God, is to abide under the shadow of our father, to run after him, to seek after him, to focus and fix our eyes upon him. Because everything else will cause us to, in somewhat, when we focus on everything else, we will miss him. And in the midst of all the things that are happening, there, there is something that he wants to do in our lives there's things that he wants to to tell us there's things that he wants to open our eyes up to but it's only when we abide that we will receive 
So if it's something that you, a promise or um, a gift, or if that's something that you want to receive from the Lord, it won't be given apart from abiding. There's always a prerequisite. And one of the many prerequisites that we have, we know the, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, you know, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. But he also said, abide in me and I will abide in you or remain in me and I will remain in you. So that was more of a command or a prerequisite to the things that we desire. Um, it kind of reminds me of when it says, you know, we all quote the scripture, how the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. But first you have to delight in him. And I feel like that also goes into abiding. You're not going to abide with someone or remain with someone that you don't delight in, someone that you don't um, desire or you, you have to have some type of attraction. Uh, it just reminds me how the Lord kind of gave me an analogy of even uh, with spouses. Uh, when we get married, there's you you have <laughs> you actually have no choice but to abide with your spouse mm-hmm. you live with them and I don't know if y'all noticed this too he was he had me think of it you know um it, when people hang around so much they begin to look like sometimes not just even spouses but even best friends you're like you kind of look like that person and that's another reward that we get when we abide with Christ when we remain in him when we are in his presence will begin to look like him. People will begin to, you will look different. That will be a light about you. That will be an anointing, a, a, some type of an attraction that's beyond the physical. People will be, begin to be attracted to the spirit that dwells in you because of who you are abiding under. And it works um, for the good, but it also can work for the bad. Because um, I know in... I believe in the word of God, it talks about how I know that it was Jesus, but he was saying he was talking to his disciples and he was saying, you know, basically abide in me so that you will not abide in darkness because there's either one or the other. And then later on, he says, you know, uh, abiding in him is like abiding in the light. And so another thing about abiding in him, I know right now we're getting so much news, fake news, um, somewhat true news, you know, news, news, news. But it's like we have the good news, though, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the more that we're in his presence, the more that we abide under the shadow of his wings, the more that we remain under him and kind of cleave to him, we will be we'll, we will have the truth that the world seeks even the truth for this day and age. Um, There were many prophecies about what's happening now, given years ago, 2007, 2006, there were men and women of God receiving the prophecy and a word of what we're going through right now. But those people were abiding in Christ. They were able, their eyes were unveiled to see a truth for an upcoming age, but also for the age that they were in. And if we really want the truth, we must abide in Christ because he is the truth, the way in the life. No one can come to the father of truth unless they go through Jesus. And so I feel like, I feel like the Lord really wants us to see um, 
through this podcast and through talking about abiding, just the importance of it, but also the rewards that we that we receive. I love how with Christ, he's so selfless because he never tells us to do things that in return we won't that won't build us up in return, basically. Like, you know, it's it's not a self-seeking, like he doesn't say seek my face as a self-seeking or a prideful thing. It's like, no, I know that if my children would seek me, if my children would humble themselves, if my children would abide, they would see the manifestation of my promises. They will have joy. They would have peace. They will be healed. But it's a, it's a first we have yeah. to abide. And and we want we like to skip steps. <laughs> we we want the the this this like yes we want like a magic formula. But it's like no, I I must first do my part. And and it's so simple. And um, another thing is, yeah, I I don't know if I really um kind of listed out what I was going through to with the when you hang around someone so much you begin to look like them. But one thing that he gave me, he was like, presence creates mm-hmm. resemblance. And so if you really want to um, look like Jesus and you want to bear fruit and, and live this Christian life, his presence must become your top priority. Nothing can be more important. Earlier today, a man of God was praying over a group of us and he was saying how God must be priority over everything, including your spouse, your children, your job, everything. He must take that supreme spot because he's the only one worthy of it. If we place other things in in a supreme or priority area, they're bound to fall. Nothing else can remain and stay in such a high position. The only one that is anointed to be lifted up like that and to be in such a high position atmosphere is Jesus is yeah. our Lord and Savior and and we we can't um we cannot allow ourselves to lose sight of who he is and who other people are we must um rightfully place everything and and as we do that we must begin with okay God you are supreme and then my spouse and then my children and then you know as the list goes on but keeping him where he belongs um, it's very, very, very important. And so another thing is I wanted to, if we can, I know y'all have y'all Bibles. I'm very sure y'all got y'all Bibles on y'all. Y'all listen to this podcast because y'all know we go, we know, y'all know we gonna have the, the word of God now. We ain't just gonna be out here giving y'all our words. But um, Psalms 15, one says, Lord, who can dwell in your tent? Who can live on your holy mountain? The one who lives honestly, practice righteousness and acknowledges the truth in his heart. Who does not slander with his tongue? Who does not harm his friend or discredit his neighbor? Who despises the one who rejects, who is the one rejected by the Lord, but honors those who fears the Lord. Um, And then Psalm 61 and four says, I will live in your tent forever and take refuge under the shelter of your wings. And I just love how, first of all, beautiful the Psalms are, but I love how continuously throughout the Psalms, 
we are first giving like we we are given the formula the formula because he asked the question in psalms 15 okay who can dwell who can abide with you the most high and it's like he begins to list someone who is basically pure someone of a repentant heart someone of a contrite spirit someone who is broken and humble and and someone who is willing there has to be a willingness and um and then i love how the next one just goes into david pouring out his heart like i want to dwell or abide with you forever that has we have to have that desire of like forever i will come to you forever i will seek you forever i i will um allow you to be my covering and that is another thing abiding is another form of him covering yeah. us kind of like a, the mama hen is it the hen or <laughs> you know the you know and she has them under y'all I love that picture I actually have a picture of that and it's two little baby birds under her and she's just covering them and that is what it looks like when we abide in him and they are completely covered completely protected and they can see out but from behind they can't even be seen that's how covered they are you would have to come from the front and to come from the front, you would have to be a bold, bold boy to try mm-hmm. to come from the front. But behind, you can't even see them because they're completely covered by their mother. And that is how our father is over us. And we should seek to want that. We should never neglect that or negate that or um, dis- just kind of dishonor that. That is a privilege that we get to abide under his shadow, that we get to remain with him. Oh, hallelujah. It's, it's nothing, it's nothing more beautiful, nothing more worth it. Um, and I'm going to close out with Hosea three, verse three, uh, which, oh my goodness, probably to me, the most beautiful that I've seen concerning abiding and what that looked like. So let me get that real quickly. I read that and pass things on to my sister. But so um, in the Hosea 3 3, it was basically the Lord talking to Israel. Um, basically, we could say talking to the body of Christ and um, calling the body back from honestly being a harlot. Let's be real. You know, the book of Hosea is about the promiscuous harlot wife and but the faithful husband and our, our God, he's faithful. He's our faithful husband and lover and redeemer. And he, it says, I said to her, and this is God, you must live with me many days. Don't be promiscuous or belong to any man. And I will act the same way towards you. And y'all come on, let's obey the Lord. Let's choose in this season, especially as we're quarantined, to live with him all the days of our lives, you know, to make that a priority. And and it doesn't, yes, have a closet. Yes, have a secret place. But abiding is continually. It is um, something that we hold fast to. It's, It's a positioning of our hearts to to continuously welcome him. Like Revelations 3.20 says, 
He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any would open the door, I will come in and dine with them. That is an act of abiding. And all we have to do is open the door. It don't matter. You can be brushing your teeth. You can be washing dishes, changing diapers, trying to put a baby to sleep. Um, You can be scrubbing a toilet. There is no, like, he's not bound by anything he's not bound by four walls and so there's not a moment in our lives where we can't say okay god come cover me and and just welcome him back in and begin that abiding and continue that abiding and continue that relationship and continue just that cleaving in that that um it's 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 really just like a partnership a oneness being one with him and and not wanting another not seeing any other as more worthy than he is. He is worthy. Oh God, he is worthy. And yeah, so that is my encouragement. Uh, remain in him, be in unmovable in him. Just position yourself before the throne of grace and let God do in you what only he can do because he loves you. He is for you. He sees you. He knows you. And like I said last week, he loves every part of you. Even the parts of you that you don't even know exist. He already loves it. And it's already covered by his blood. Amen. Amen. So for me, um, what comes to mind for me for abiding, always the scripture, um, John 15, and it talks about how Jesus is the true vine. And God is the gardener. We have to have that connection, that relationship with Jesus. We have to truly be connected. As he's receiving from God, we receive from Jesus. It says, branches that do bear fruit are pruned or clean so that they can be more fruitful. It's just so important that we remain in Jesus because when we remain in him, He remains in us. Um, I was thinking about the definition of abide. And when it came up, it says to accept or act in accordance with. And so I was like, okay, let me look up accept. It's the consent to receive, believe, or come to recognize. And then it says to act in accordance with. And so the accordance part means in a manner conforming with. And so to me, that just stood Mm -hmm. out as consent to receive, to have a relationship with Jesus, to be in his presence. It's our choice. Jesus is always around. But like Brianna said, we have to present ourselves to him. We have to him. We have to choose Mm -hmm. to be in his presence. We have to give him permission to give to be open to the things he has for us unless we choose to be in his presence we'll never be able to receive what he has for us. We'll never be able to receive the hope, Mm -hmm. the joy, the peace, the comfort that our loving father so freely gives. We won't be able to receive the grace or the mercy. It says to believe or come to recognize. We have to believe in father, believe in Jesus, believe that he can do what his word says that he can, believe that he is a healer, believe that Mm -hmm. he is a deliverer. We have to come to recognize. To me, that reminded mm-hmm. me um, about relationship. 
we are getting to know our father when we spend time with him, when we abide in his presence, when we rest in his presence. We are being filled with who he is. He's constantly revealing himself to us. It says to act in accordance with, in a manner that's conforming with. As we spend time with Jesus, as we spend time in his presence, we see that, man, like, we're learning to be more like him. We saw in the Bible, we saw everything that Jesus did. He was an example for how we should be living on earth. He went around and he spread the gospel. He was a healer. He was a deliverer. The authority and the spirit that God has placed in us, we have the authority to do those things. We have the authority to become disciples and create other disciples. So like God, Jesus, I'm sorry, Jesus is our example of how we should be walking on this earth. And as we learn more and more about him and we take in his word and we take in the love, the joy, the peace, the grace and mercy he gives us, those things flow out of us. And so we're able to be more like him. Um, one important thing, it says that when we are in the father and we remain in him, we bear fruit. And when they see that fruit is being, you know, being brought forth, we're being pruned, we're being clean. To me, that just reminds me that being in our father is a covering. It's a place of protection. It's a place of refuge. I think about how we are naturally inclined to sin. We're naturally inclined to be away from God. But here, we have come to know Jesus and we're being in his presence and we're resting in him. And that is our hedge of protection. Um, God feeds us his word. He speaks to us. He guides us. He exposes us to ourselves. Like, like we talked about last week, it's a continual growing process. It's, it's a continual transformation that takes place. And so it's so important for us to remain in the Father, for us to be in him. And so to do that, you know, we have to wash ourselves with God's word. Um, 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17 points out, all scripture is breathed out by God and it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for um, training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent and equipped for every good work. We talked about good works last week. We need our father, like being outside of him, we don't have the authority and the strength that he gives us when we choose to remove ourselves from him. We don't see everything. We don't see the whole picture. We don't have someone downloading into us the plans of our father. We don't have our eyes open to the spiritual world and everything that's going around us when we don't dwell in our father. Um, I like to think of Amen. going back to saying that being in Jesus and remaining in him and abiding in him, he is our covering. He gives us insight. We are able to pick up on when the enemy is attacking us. We are able to pick up on when there are things in our life that are not okay. You know, he may say, hey, that right there, I know you like doing that, but that's not good for you. I know you like doing that, but you have to stop that. I know you like that and this is where you want to go, but that is going to lead you to destruction. You know, 
Amen. We don't receive that. We don't have that insight because we're outside of God. We're outside of his will. We're outside of his presence. We become desensitized to the Holy Spirit. We're not able to hear as clearly because we're being distracted by so many things. Um, I think of, it makes me think of, I'm a biology major, so it makes me think of bacteria on an agar plate. Now, agar plate, um, think of agar as like a substitute for gelatin. So it creates like a jelly type substance on a plate. Um, usually it's mixed with a broth that has nutrients. And so when you plate the black bacteria, the bacteria can thrive off of these nutrients. And when it's placed in the right conditions, like in the incubator to um, a temperature where the bacteria thrives the most, the bacteria can multiply. That made me think of that is how it is when we're outside the will of God, when we're outside of his presence, when we choose not to abide in him. The things that are in us that are not godly, the things that we're doing that can lead to destruction, the attacks on the enemy, when we're not able to see it, when we're not able to receive insight, when we're not able to be checked, when our hearts are not able to be checked, in the right conditions, those things multiply. They grow. And we have to make sure that we stay in God and in his presence so we can know what's going on in our lives. It's the worst place to be, to be lost and not see what's happening around you. Our father, he gives us insight. He loves us. He protects us. So yes, even in this, you may sin, you may fall, but you're not allowed to go too far because your God shows you, he brings you back. He says, hey, I know this happened, but we caught it early. So like, let's work on it now. Instead of like you continuing in it because you choose to reject the father, you choose to choose other things over him and you remain outside of his presence. When you do that, it becomes dangerous. Mm -hmm. A lot of the things that we like in this world mm -hmm. are sin. And if we don't check them, they lead to destruction. Our souls can be destroyed if we don't take the time to give it back to our father. And then even in that, while God is like covering us and he speaks to us and he guides us and he makes us aware of the things going on around us, he's also just a place of comfort, a place of safety, a place of love. Like we mentioned before, he downloads his hope into us. He downloads his joy, his peace, his grace, and his mercy. These are the things that he gives to us to be able to continue on, to be able to live. It's so important that we have these things. And it's so important that we stay in the presence of God. I like to think of um, coming from Ephesians 6, I think of the whole armor of God. When we remain in our Father, He's our covering and He gives us things to cover ourselves with. He prepares us. It says, put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. It says, we don't wrestle against, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, cosmic powers, spiritual forces of evil. God gives us the belt of truth. That's his word. The enemy loves to attack our mind. 
He's coming for our mind. He's coming for what God says is true. And he perverts it. He perverts it. I'm sorry. He um, makes it to where he can deceive us to think that God is lying or God is not telling the truth. We put on the breastplate of righteousness. We put on the shoes of peace. God gives us peace. We put on the shield of faith. We put on the helmet of salvation that even goes back to last week, knowing who we are. We are God's children. Our identity rests in that. The enemy would love to make you believe that is not true. And then we have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The word washes us. The word guides us. The word leads us. The word shows us who our father really is. The word shows us that we can rest in our father, that he just loves us. It says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We can't do anything without our father. So it's easy to maybe want to say, you know what? I don't have to abide in Jesus all the time. I don't have to remain in him, but it's so important that we do. It's a covering. It's a protection. Our flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. And the only way we feed the spirit is by being in the presence of God, by studying his word, by sitting in his presence, worshiping him, spending time in prayer. Just like Brianna says, when we look to God, he is our strength. We seek his face always. And so all of our help comes from him. And so that's just kind of like my take on it, mm-hmm. just about remaining in him. Like he is our covering. He is our safe place. He gives us insight to everything going on around us, everything that the enemy is up to, and even the things in us that needs work. He helps us work on because he loves us. He wants us to spend eternity with him. And he wants the very best for us. And we can find comfort in knowing that we have a father who loves us and the plans that he has for us is good. And so that's what I have. Um, Brianna, you have any thoughts? Man, that was that was really good. That was that was really good. I love the honestly like the analogy you use with the bacteria is so very true because it kind of reminds me of how the Bible talks about a little leaven yeah. spoils the whole bunch. And it's because that leaven mm-hmm. grows like you know and we and it's like it just reminds me, you know, we think, oh, you know, it's just a little porn or it's just a little curse word or it's just a little white lie or it's just a little whatever. But even from experience, I can say, you know, the that's all the enemy needs. That's all he needs is for you to have that mindset of, oh, it's just a little this, you know, who am I hurting? That is another thing. Like, who am I harming? But it's like you are harming yourself. And when you were talking, I was reminded of that scripture that says, there is a way that seemed right unto a man, but the end thereof is death. And honestly, sis, you were coming for me. You weren't purposely calling me out because you didn't <laughs> say my name. But like our, our whole podcast is called Saved and Snatched. 
and right now I have no edges because I'm like you already know my situation but it's like Lord Jesus you know we really think we know what's best or we think oh you know my sin won't find me out or oh it's not that bad but it's like yeah Yeah. but it's going to end in destruction it will destroy you and it just goes back to how you were saying too he's our covering and it's necessary and even I fall into that sometimes oh you don't have to go Mm -hmm. into the closet today you know you don't have to welcome him in to your workshop you know that's the enemy he wants you to lose connection because he knows that if he can can disconnect you from the father they, I right. mean, you, you won't produce fruit. The only way that we can produce fruit or reproduce, spiritually speaking, is when we mm-hmm. abide in the Father. When we are no longer abiding, we are no longer, we, we low-key become useless. We're no exactly, longer useful to his kingdom. Fruit. And, yeah, yes. Woo! Father God. <laughs> Praise <laughs> God. Praise God. So I will pray us out. Okay, Father God, first and foremost, Lord, thank you for just allowing us to have this platform, this podcast to glorify your name, God, to um, build up your, your children, God, to be a light in this dark world. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for every person that's going to tune into this podcast. God, I just pray that they will be washed by the water of your word. Father God, I pray that they will seek to abide in you. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you would set a fire in their hearts for your presence, for your for your word, God, for everything that you are. I pray that their desire for you would be intensified as they hear your word go forth as they hear the truth. God, I pray, Lord, that their hearts will be open to receive it. I pray that their hearts will be fertile ground. Father God, and I pray that fruit, God, I pray for um, immeasurable fruit to come from this podcast. And God, I thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do, God. I thank you, Lord, that it is beyond us. It is bigger than us. We are just being your vessels. We are being your daughters. We are trying to learn how to just walk um, out, walk out, our, work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We're learning how to walk with you and remain with you as well, Father God. We're all learning, God. And I just pray that you would give us the grace that we need to apply these things it's one thing to know it in our minds another thing to live it out in our lives and to have it positioned in our hearts so father god give us that grace father i pray for your holy spirit to help us that we will let holy spirit be the helper that he is for he is the one continuously crying out abba father within us and that is another thing to remind us abide in him abide in him he's reminding us continuously and i just pray that we would yield to the unctions of the holy spirit in this season father god be glorified we love you jesus this is all for you we have laid down our lives so that you can receive the glory and it's in jesus name that i pray amen thank you so much you guys for joining thank you for listening (laughs) we pray that you enjoy this talk about abiding in god And we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.